What is up everyone, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode, I just have a couple quick announcements. First off, thank you for tuning in. The support on the podcast so far has been amazing. We're super excited about the community that we're building here with Move Local. So we cannot wait to continue to grow and meet more amazing people. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, head over there and follow us, move.local, as well as sign up for our newsletter if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any new releases of episodes, of merchandise, of exciting news that we have coming up for the Move Local community. Head over there, sign up so you do not miss out. You can find that in the bio on Instagram or in the show notes below of this episode. And then lastly, guys, if you've liked or took value from any one of our episodes so far, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you consume your podcast. Subscribe to Move Local and drop us a review and a rating. It really helps our podcast grow. It helps us get good feedback from you guys, what you want to hear more of, what you want us to improve on, so that we can continue to provide you with the best content possible and grow this amazing community. That is all I have for today. Enjoy this episode of Move Local. Welcome to the Move Local podcast. Our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the Duntas and Hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community. We will do this through having conversations around health, education, entrepreneurship, and much more. We want to be part of helping you move confident, move free, and move local. What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Move Local podcast brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and alongside me today is my co-host, Nada. It's her first appearance on the Move Local podcast. Oh, Nada, hey guys. how are we doing? Good, good. Doing good. Anything exciting going on today? Well, like I said before the podcast, like I strain, I'm assuming, I'm strain, I strain my rumboard, and that's going to be a fun night, so... Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Nada is also uh, a physiotherapist at our clinic. She's been working for us now. What? How long, Nada? Two-ish months. Two-ish months. Yeah. So she's been she's been joining us. She's also the strongest person <laughs> at at the clinic by far. Um, and it's very fitting for our podcast today because we also have another very strong person on the podcast. We have Francis. She's the owner of Iron Valley Barbell and Strength, and we're super excited to have her on. Francis, how are we doing? Uh, I'm fantastic. I, I mean, every day is a good day. Every day I'm on this side is a good day. It's a good day to be strong. Yeah. What, uh, how's, how's the day been for you today? Anything exciting going on? Uh, lots of different things, actually, um, which, which is kind of the, uh, the story of my life of late. So everything from continuing online sessions to in-person sessions, to having this podcast with you, uh, to a uh, phone call a little later on with uh, another opportunity that's gonna present itself, uh, interviewing potential um, staff to come on board. So there's a lot going on, which which is exciting. And we're gonna talk a little bit more about that. So full yeah. day. And thanks for having us at the uh, the facility. I, I love the tour. The one thing that I really appreciated was the dog beds in every room. Oh, yes. And I, I'm, I apologize in advance for having her not here, but you can see she is a presence. And I think most people come because they know the dog's probably going to be here. So And when she's not, they're just like, oh, it's you. Yeah. Okay, I guess that's all right. I'm, all right. I'm not going to lie. I was a little disappointed. Uh, darn. Not. Yeah, you know, I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking. Next time. Next time. Um. Francis, why don't we start with like what, let's start with Iron Valley. Um, 
you know, I know you've done a lot of stuff in the fitness world. You've had a, a pretty great journey um, transitioning into powerlifting and then now, you know, kind of having your own space here. What uh, what brought you to open this space specifically after everything that you've you've done? Yeah, uh, well, you know, I think a key word for me is is evolution, and and I think that's the case for for most of us if we actually stop and we pay attention to, like, to our lives. It's not just a you know what do I want to be when I grow up, but it's like what do I want to who do I want to be today, and what do I want to be you know tomorrow, and and all of that impacted by all of the experiences that we've had, um, and and evolution doesn't have to be. I've found you know, of late, that it doesn't have to be anything grand and, you know, huge and, or, you know, all those words that we might attach to it, but it's, it's just, um, I, I think it's a, this is fitting, you know, it's a movement. It's, it's like a pendulum, you know, that just, that swings and that hopefully keeps swinging. Um, and as it keeps swinging, then, you know, we evolve into some of those, you know, bigger areas or, or greater areas. Um, and so, Iron Valley sort of being, you know, the, the current iteration, let's say, of my, a place where I'm able to use my growing skills and talents, um, and because it's um, a space that is a little bit bigger than what I'm used to, even just in the physical space, uh, it, that allows for me to open the door to have other individuals bring their skills and talents to add, you know, to all the things that I've I've been doing, and and the things that maybe I haven't been able to do because it's just been just been me. And I know, you know, when we last spoke on the PT Coffee Cast a few years ago, three, yeah. was that two years yeah, ago? Two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Um, you know, we I, I talk a lot about just that that evolution of myself and the things that I've done but also my love for community and bringing community get together. And so I think that's, Iron Valley is yet another iteration of bringing forth a community in which, you know, we can have physical strength, learn about greater physical strength, but also community-wise, just be a stronger community together. Mm, yeah. And, you, you know, I love how you talk about the evolution and you've obviously been through a lot of iterations yourself, um, I'm sure in life, but also within fitness, right? Um, what has been some of like your biggest learning lessons within those evolutions that have impacted you today? And, and I think one thing that keeps coming to my mind mm -hmm. with just opening this place is just the idea of like overcoming adversity and continuing to push through things. So I'd be curious to hear some of those things that you've learned over yeah. the years. You know, nothing is, um, nothing is bad, <laughs> right? Um, not, not one thing is better than another. But it's really the, the sum of all those pieces that when you know, we look at our, our lives and we look at our accomplishments, um, however we might keep them in our head, again, I'm really big on the words that we choose. So it's like, oh, this was a great accomplishment or this was a really big thing um, or, 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 or however it is that we, we, tend to, we tend to pigeonhole ourselves sometimes, right? So it's, uh, I'd rather look at it as rather not just one thing and I, oh, I did this and that was okay for some, you know, for a, a period of time and, you know, like when I was, uh, playing basketball and then I transitioned and started into bodybuilding and well now it's powerlifting or whatever it is you know it's not like now is better than before mm. but it's it's this cumulative um, transition and evolution and so when we put all those things together um, you know we end up with where we're at and so of course I've forgotten your question already but it's how <laughs> how have I found myself here let's say you know and the adversity and or some of the changes um, 
you know, it's uh, it's it's a natural progression, you know, for me to to see to fruition, you know, a space, um, you know, it's it's more than just a, a gym, so you don't see the the name gym anywhere, um, you know. It, it's it's uh, it's good to be in this space. It's good to have opened through COVID. Um, you know, the, we should never say that word because now, now you know Spotify is going to yeah. drop your <laughs> podcast down. Are we allowed to say that? Um, <laughs> and uh, so let, let me backtrack a little bit and just talk about you know I've I've been I've been in the strength world for some time. Um, my own personal. You know, journey to strength, let's call it. You know, was was really just a transition from team sport into getting wanting to be stronger in team sport, and that led to, you know, that led to actually leaving team sport or or kind of balancing that for a few years in in later university to um, to a competitive bodybuilding uh, career, so to speak. Um, and through that um, time, doing that endeavor, which was a pretty all-encompassing, all-intensive, very, um, you know, go to school and really learn everything there is to know about, you know, human physiology uh, without getting the degree sort of thing. Um, and it led me to, uh, to actually making it a, a career where I was able then to, to help others. Um, and interestingly enough, you know, this, this comes up sometimes you know when you when you talk with other people who have gone through the competitive side you know i never aspired to help other competitive bodybuilders as a sole you know practice um i i found it you know me finding bodybuilding was was less about being excited about oh like this could transform you and your entire life and your body and your this and your that um to hey, bodybuilding is kind of for weirdos, okay? And you probably don't want to do bodybuilding. I'm, I was not the poster girl to like expand, you know, the bodybuilding space, but I didn't need to be, right? Because the, as, as the fitness industry was growing, you know, people were drawn to it in and of themselves. But I, I tended to want to be in the space of helping, you know, don't take this the wrong way, the average person, you know, find their way in strength, nutrition, performance, feeling better, maybe looking better, and defining that in whatever way that they wanted to. Um, and so I spent, you know, the bulk of my competitive bodybuilding time in the latter half anyways, developing my own skills and talents so that then I, I felt I could coach folks, um, mostly non-bodybuilders, and, uh, and then transitioned into powerlifting, which is then you know, the, the story continues and here we are in a space, a physical space that anyone could effectively come train in and be a part of the community um, and compete in bodybuilding if they wanted to or just train like a bodybuilder or just learn what is this thing called strength training uh, or compete in powerlifting. Um, not yet learn about weightlifting because I, I I'm not I'm not skilled in in that uh, and or we don't have any equipment. Nada was looking around. She was like, where's the platform? <laughs> where's the Not platform? yet. It's okay. Somebody. We'll talk about that. Come we'll talk about soon to be, soon to, soon to be coming. Um, and so, and so here we are after, uh, I did the math today, because, uh, 27 years, 27 years. How old are you guys? <laughs> it's okay. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> we won't. It's all right. Um, I use that as a little, uh, it's a dig more, uh, no, more for me than it is for you. Yeah. 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 Um, the one thing I want to ask you is, you know, you talked about, and 
you know, the average person exposing them to strength training and how they can become very strong. Like what, what have been some of the cool experiences you've gotten to witness when people have realized their potential through strength training? Like, for example, you know, I, I see a lot of people with who we see who walk in and have never done a deadlift in their life and are so afraid to do mm-hmm. something like that. And then they pick up the barbell and then, you know, a couple months later, they're, they're picking up more weight than they ever thought they could. And that's like a powerful moment for them. So, like, what are some some things that you've seen in that community in, in trying to target that kind of person? Yeah. You, you know, you what you guys are doing, you guys, I use that term, you know, if, if it, that's offensive, I, I, I take that back. It's my old school use of that language. What you folks are doing is within your, your physio profession now, which is so very different, because I do listen to the PT Coffee Cast. Nice. Um, not all the time, but I, you know, and I pay attention to your social medias. Um, but, but I know that your industry has changed drastically, and there's this, there's this change within what you are learning still from some of your profs at school, and what was, you know, uh, this was the way that we did it, and wasn't that long ago. Um, and, and now, you know, you're embracing a new, a new way of, of, of helping people effectively, right? And this same kind of shift is happening in another relatively new profession of fitness and or industry because that certainly wasn't called an industry back you know even when I first started you know lift we lifted weights right we were lifting weights oh you're a bodybuilder you're a power lifter okay or and or you know weightlifters but we didn't have a lot of them around here anyways um, so because of where we find ourselves now you know, we're seeing these opportunities, right? And it's all really just about opportunities because what, what we can only sometimes aspire to what we see in front of us. And of course, now with social media, we can see a lot more than we could before. Um, you know, before we used to have to wait every four years for the Olympics to even see a, a barbell being lifted. Where were we, we going to be exposed to that? So, so now we have far more exposure. We have far more professionals helping us in different ways. And so and suddenly these opportunities are presented to us and we say, wow, like I, I didn't know that I could do that. So it was less of, I didn't want to be strong or I was afraid or we didn't even know that we could do that, right? As women going into gyms, we didn't realize like, there's no pink dumbbells here, right? Oh, there's one, that's the dogs. That's the dog's little Bark Bell. Okay, shout out to Bark Bell. I don't know, maybe they should sponsor this. Um, so, so we didn't, we did, we didn't have like we had. Well, there was women's gyms. I don't even think they exist anymore. I like, right? So the women go to this gym, and then the men go to this gym. Um, now we did have men's and women's bodybuilding, but even Arnold Schwarzenegger thought the women's bodybuilding thing was more of a circus, right? Um, I think he may have recanted that, but anyways, uh, that's my beef with Arnold. Um, he wasn't, you know, wasn't my favorite physique, anyways, Arnold. <laughs> so, so not knowing the opportunities, like that, that you know, not knowing that. Oh, you mean I could pick that barbell up? Like when that, you know, when that became an option then it became my obligation to share with the people that were coming to me to, to be helped by me to teach them that. Mm. And, and then t- to say, yeah, you can do that. You know? And when they pick that barbell up for the first time, like you both experience in, on a daily basis probably, it's, it's one of the most incredible things you can ever see, right? You see their eyes, their, their, everything just changes. There's this, it, it's like, you know, the proverbial light bulb goes off and then the, the fireworks and the kittens and rainbows and all that <laughs> stuff, right? 
it's a, it's a powerful and transformative thing, far more powerful and transformative, I think, but then again, I don't want to take away from anybody than the concept of, you know, and I don't want to undermine the work that maybe someone has had in a, a, a massive weight loss journey, let's say, or, or it's, it's very, very similar, but I, I think it's also more accessible to people because it can be instantaneous, mm -hmm. right? Like they, they don't have to wait. Like, okay, maybe they do. All right, we're going to pick up the technique bar that weighs 15 pounds before we go to the 15 kilo bar, before we go to the 20 kilo bar or the 45 pound bar. Um, but there's, there's those opportunities uh, are there. And it's, so, so that excites me. That's been, you know, a, a big part of, of uh, transforming the way I coach as well, which is f fantastic. And so when we look at people, women, girls, young kids, because that's sort of a new, new um, avenue that, um, that I'm uh, diving into as well. Uh, new, but not so new, because, you know, back in the day when I, I, I used to um, uh, work at and, and coach uh, at Redeemer University College, just up in Ancaster, and um, kids within our summer camp program, uh, and when I say back in the day, I'm like, uh, you know, between 1997 and 2004, um, part of camp for the 11 to 13 year olds was actually being in the weight room with Francis. Nice. And that was, you know, so that was a 20 years ago, almost. Yeah, 20 years ago. And I remember parents saying, oh, they're so lucky. They're so lucky. You know, I wish somebody would be able to teach us. Um, and so some of those kids, if there's any of those kids listening, I'd love to <laughs> know, what are you doing now? And do you remember that? <laughs> um, so, so we've come right? We've come a long way. And when I see, um, you know, I do remember I, I, there was a young girl once that I met with and I knew that there was a transition happening. And this was probably 10 or 12 years ago. And, and I, and I like to meet with people and just get an understanding of what it is that they're looking for. Can I help them? And, and back then, you know, a, a mom had sort of set it up and she's 16, 17, something like that. And, and, uh, I don't even remember whether we went on and we worked together. If we did, it may have been for a really short period of time, but I knew that something was happening and there was a shift happening then when she said to me, um, I, I just want to be strong. And I, and I thought, wow, that, and even then it, it caught me by surprise, but I thought there is a shift that's happening. Yay, we're winning, you know, like, and you guys get it, right? Because it's not about, again, if somebody wants to change their physique, that, that's cool. Um, but, but I think, you know, there's that pressure that's come, you know, for decades now for, for so many women and so, and, and younger girls, um, to be skinny, not strong, mm -hmm. right? That's the, the classic or thin or, you know, wear the size triple zero or whatever it even is now. I don't know. Cause I just don't shop. I just wear tights. So I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, so, so I knew that there was a transition happening. And I was so glad for it. And, and I really think it's just come in like a, like a big wave and now it's coming in waves and waves and waves. Um, so whether it's, you know, the, the young gal, you know, a few years ago, uh, I was thinking about some of the people that participated in um, Pull for Pride. And I probably talked a little mm -hmm. bit about that in the PT Cough cast that we did a few years ago. Um, and we were all set to do one in 2020, mm -hmm. had the posters and everything, had yep. the date. Uh, and and uh, so fingers crossed we can we can line that up for um, the Dundas Driving Park um, later this June. Um, but we had you know we had young gals we had grandmas bringing granddaughters to compete we had grandmas competing and everybody in between. 
Um, and when I say competing, I mean just basically saying, I'm going to learn how to deadlift, and I'm, and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do it. I'm going to raise some money, uh, and we did, and it was a great event, and I'm going to go out there and do it with community and feel great you know, about what it is that I'm doing, kind of push my, myself and get out of my comfort zone. And that's super cool. It's, it's, that's super cool. Yeah, and you know what, Nada, I'd love to hear your perspective on this too, because like getting into, and I don't really know your story so much as to like how you got into lifting and powerlifting, but how has it been for you, um, you know, getting into powerlifting and embracing this idea of becoming, you know, very strong? Um, I would love to hear that. I mean, my I guess my perspective is from a, from a slightly different um, in the in the sense of you know I grew up in Egypt. Um, there was that aspect of you know, the cultural aspect of things where as much as like even here there's still you know we're, we're getting in that area of like people or more so women being accepting that you know we can be strong but it's still kind of uh, lagging in um, in more like the Arab countries uh, so that was like growing up you know I was more leaning towards like uh, the strength sports, um, even like the, the stuff that I did, for example, I did like pole vaulting, uh, which required a lot of strength there. So I, ne I needed to do like a lot of strength um, work on the side. Um, and it, just going into the gym, like I was almost always like the only girl there and just always felt very uncomfortable. Um, especially being, uh, you know, as I grew up and I was getting stronger and stronger, um, you know, the comments of like, oh, like, she's a girl, like, how can she do that? Or, you know, she's gonna hurt herself, or, um, you know, a girl shouldn't even be doing that, stuff, stuff like that. Um, and, you know, as I grew up and like the years went by, like, this, this, there was a shift that, you know, like Francis was talking about, there was that shift of, you know, it's, it's okay, like, girls can be strong, you know, we're freaking strong and we can do that. Um, and it's not weird to be in the gym and be lifting beside a guy and be lifting more than the guy that's beside you, right? So um, that, that was shifting a bit. And then uh, by that time, I had come over to Canada um, and was able to compete in stuff like CrossFit. And from there, I got into powerlifting. And even though, like, um, I was still getting some comments of, like, you know, it was more like looks, like people would look surprised um, that I would be doing that. And, like, I'm a girl. And there's also the aspect of, you know, being a hijabi woman. Um, so people don't expect that when you go into the gym, but like you're you're just not gonna lift um, at all, and, and you know you're gonna need some help and pointers and like mm -hmm. you know pat you on the on the back and you're like keep going, you got this uh, stuff like that. But you know I remember my first day in the gym to a CrossFit gym, it was like a max deadlift, and uh, I just kept piling on the weights, and you know all the guys were over there like just cheering. Um, and to me, like that's really part of why I you know kept going in the strength sports because. I felt like that's a way that I can break some stereotypes. Um, that's also why I started competing in powerlifting because just getting on a platform, because um, I know not, there, there isn't uh, many hijabi women competing in Canada and, and worldwide really, um, and just having that platform to really just start breaking those stereotypes. Because uh, funny enough, like yesterday, I was actually at um, an obstacle course, uh, um, those like Ninja Warrior kind of stuff, and uh, I was at the, 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 the wall that you climb, and uh, I, I was standing there with, with my husband, and we had just finished like the, the level one, um, and then the girl that works there just walks, walks over, and she's like, oh, so did you guys, like we were standing at level two now. She's like, did you guys like finish level one? I was like, yeah. Uh, she's like, oh, so like you finished level one. I was like, yeah. And she's like, 
are you sure you did level one? I'm like, okay, come on. And then, like, at that point, like, I, you know, I, without even really saying anything, I just, like, ran over and did, like, level two. And I was like, you know what, this is why I do this. Because um, there are still some misconceptions and, like, stereotypes out there. And, and really having that platform to break that stuff um, is a cool opportunity. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I know that's a big part of also what you've been doing, Francis, with, like, Iron Sisters and all that stuff. And I think it's just, it's so powerful to see. And I think the one thing about, powerlifting or just lifting weights in general it's like it doesn't matter who you are what you are you know what orientation you are like doesn't matter it's like the barbell and the weight aren't gonna lie it's gonna show that and you can and you can demonstrate your abilities by stepping up to a platform and, and doing that and on top of it learning a lot about yourself um, have you learned anything about yourself Nana through through that experience both like overcoming the barriers or even just like getting to the point where you are in powerlifting and the success that you've had I learned I could be very stubborn. <laughs> um, you know, one, one thing that I always say is like uh, a big part of why lifters get injured is like their ego. Um, and I, I realized like that was one of the things that I, I learned uh, along the way is like I just get in my head too often and, and just, you know, because it, like Francis said, like the, you know, it's just really the weight on the bar and it's so easy to see that progress from week to week. Um, and that can get some people stuck on, especially as, you know, you, you progress through the sport and the, the progress is slower. You know, you, you can't expect like you're going to be adding like five, ten pounds each week. Um, but somehow that mentality is still there because you, you were so used to it. Um, and just being more patient, really, and just really enjoying the process. Um, I think a lot of people get stuck on the outcome, um, but really just enjoying the process and, and really just about getting strong, just... In enjoying being in the gym and just being in the community community um, compared to like oh like I'm on one day gonna lift this amount of weight mm -hmm. what um, yeah I think I think it's like you said it can be very exciting for people but you learn like both things like you can you can't get too high because you'll be humbled like very quickly in the journey and that's another thing that I've learned from like lifting weights which then allows you to have to be learn patience and overcome like some some barriers of um, plateaus and all that stuff and you can learn a lot from from that through powerlifting that obviously translates over um, you know to life but I would like to hear like what um, what have you guys learned from being strong because both of you are very strong people are becoming strong in the, in the weight the weight room well I, I like what Nada said about you know this but did you use the word linear or that was the word that popped into my mind you know this um, you know I, I do this weight and then I add more and then I add more and you know it's rarely like that whether it's purposefully because of the kind of training program that you're on um, or you know your training age or an injury that you have or a competition that you did or that you or, or are preparing for and so this um, so as much as like evolution kind of is my, my theme, um, you know, for strength, it, it's, it, it's in, infused with these ebbs and flows, right? Or these peaks and valleys and they, they're intentional. Um, and when they're not intentional, i.e. injury or tweak or whatever, right? Um, then it's expected it's at least it's like the markets it's like the they're up they're down you know and and I'm not going to sell okay because like all right I am not going to stop just because of that and there's another you know great thing about your profession because you know even 10 15 years ago we were still being told oh you're injured 
you know, I, I was listening to your, was it you guys talking about the, no, it was somebody else talking about the rest ice hmm. compression elevation. Um, and, and right, like that's what I learned. Uh, but now that guy says, no, that's wrong. Okay. So, so just in, you know, as, as we experience, right, with things like that, that, you know, um, may have told us like, hey, you need to stop now. It's more like, no, I'm just going to pull back and, you know, have another little, you know, ebb or flow, whichever direction that we're moving in and, and then just, and I'll keep going. Right. Um, and again, I forgot what the question was because I got off on this weird <laughs> analogy because I'm good at analogies and I just saw your eyes gl gloss over here. My <laughs> eyes were glossing over analogy. too. Was that an okay analogy? Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. What were we talking about? No, Don't I, cut this out because this is real life, folks. This no, is it is. Real and, I, and I think the question, the question I, I was talking about is like what, what like you, you guys learn from right. getting strong or the, the process of getting strong. And I think that is one, one thing that can translate again over over to to life it's going to ebb and flow it's going to ebb and flow you're going to be at yeah. times where you want to give up but you got to hold on because the compounding effect of of mm -hmm. being consistent with those things um in the end are probably going to lead to a better outcome but in the moment you can't see it and i yeah. think there's a lot to, so to articulate learn. thanks for taking yeah. my mishmash <laughs> of ideas there and here's one more thing to add to that um because you're both and and not you've had some great experiences so far in powerlifting and you have you know done the work and and ascended to some amazing um uh both competitive opportunities and and uh outcomes there and in you know even just the weight the sheer volume of the weight that you're lifting the skills that you're able to to uh, perform day in day out in both training and competition but the cool thing is because because you know we're aging, right? You know, like every day we're one day, quote unquote, older. Um, and you would think like, and I know uh, there will be decline, but I'm getting better. Okay. And that's the cool part, right? Mm. Even after all of these decades. And when I say I'm getting better, it's not just in my brain and I'm not, it's not just words. Um, but, but I'm actually performing better. So, you know, the things that we learn and whether we're getting better mentally, so we're performing better in our training because we have the, the mental, you know, capacity and experience that we're putting into practice and also in competition um, and to then physically see the fruits of those labors. See, powerlifting and lifting in general, I think is um, we're still kind of figuring out like what are the human limits and then what is our longevity within this. Um, and there hasn't been huge amounts of studies done, research on this and so on. But the lived experience that I have and then I, that I also see with people in our community, gals, you know, guys that I'm coaching that, that you know, were decades along, right? 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, right? Um, and, and getting better, lifting heavier in other words, right? Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is very cool. And I think, um, you know, it, uh, people use like, oh, I'm getting older or, oh, I can't do this because for whatever reason. And mm. I think people put themselves into boxes and or are put into boxes by like a societal norm that limits their abilities. Um, and I think that we have to get out of that. And I think watching Nada and watching you and watching all the people that are pushing those boundaries, whether it be people at the highest level or people who are just getting into it for the first time and pushing their own mm -hmm. limits. It's it's cool to see them exceed that. And I think those little wins that you can get in the gym can really 
it can transform your perspective on life, which could make your life significantly better as mm -hmm. well. So I think there, there's that to it. Um, yeah, so <laughs> transition yeah. here. Yeah. Um, community. So I know community is important to you. Um, community is important to us. And, and Dundas, I think, and Hamilton being new here within the last um, you know, year and a half going on two years now. I've, I've said this a million times on the podcast, but the community here is, is different than some other places that I've, I've lived. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to start this podcast was to highlight all the awesome things that are going on. But from your experience being here, what, what has been some of the, the cool things about the community that you've enjoyed? So I, I came to Dundas, it was uh, 2004, 2005. Um, I was in the Hamilton community. I was on the uh, West Mountain. I was on the Central Mountain. New Dundas kind of existed, but you know, you get into your routine of just being in your bubble. Um, and when I was, you know, sort of immersed, uh, you know, it, it was, and it was, and Dundas was a wee bit different then than it is now, which is, you know, again, not a bad thing, but as lots of communities change and, and ebb and flow. See, Dundas is, is um, we've changed as a community, and yet one of the unique things is being in the valley, so the physical changes that could happen to our community, um, like they can't, because we're, we have this boundary around us of Niagara Escarpment Commission, Dundas Conservation Lands, and just physically, this, the, the, the town can't really have, you know, the big box stores and the urban sprawl and, and so on that you see that happens to a lot of communities. So that in and of itself, you know, physically, the, the town has this amazing um, uniqueness. You know, I would always say to people, it's like the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker, like right downtown, right? And, you, and we so almost true, yeah. have that, right? Like, um, so, um, so there's that. And, and, and then, you know, we've had one way that things have changed, um, and again, not, not for better or worse, uh, is this influx then people discovering the amazingness of Dundas and, and coming. So we're getting, you know, we're getting a, a little bit more of a diverse group of people that are coming to our town. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, we see a f more physical diverseness, but we also have like just people with different experiences coming from bigger cities, let's say, um, and bringing their skills and talents and, and filling in some of the gaps. Um, but at the same time, I think, I think, you know, we can all say for those of us, and there's been obviously lots of people that have been here longer than me, you know, some of the businesses that have been around town, you know, have been here for, for ages. Um, it, we we're just, we're compounding, you know, the, the amazing things that Dundas has to offer. So, you know, that being said, um, the, and I've been involved in, in the community in different ways. That's the other kind of cool thing that, that I had the opportunities to get involved, um, not just in running my own business, but in really being part of things like the Rotary Club of Dundas, for example. And um, I was president between 2009 and 2010. I think I was the youngest president of, of that uh, club, 75 year anniversary, I think this year. Um, but at the time I was uh, 35 and had the opportunity to be one of the first female presidents. I think we actually had four or five. My partner, Thee, was the first female president of the club four or five years before that. Um, 
And, uh, and so the, the beauty of Dundas with service clubs and the history of what service clubs have done for Dundas, you know, take the Dundas Driving Park and take the Rotary Cattell Senior Center, um, and which now houses not just the Senior Center, but also houses the Roots Youth Center. Um, I was on the Roots Youth Center board for four or five years. Um, and seeing the, the interest that people have for the community to bring to fruition a lot of a lot of good for the community um, you know supporting the dundas food bank for example um, you know that there's been changes like you know the closure of um, the high school parkside high school right and understanding that that has ongoing ramifications for the change of the community itself um, you know but then seeing the condos go up in the old dundas district school right that used to be a school back in the day and now it's condominiums um, um, so you know dundas is I, I might be talking sort of randomly here but you know this the the history of dundas i think is one to be um, acknowledged and celebrated and you know and and yet you know we're there's been so many changes, even just in the last decade, you know, and it's exciting to be thinking on the horizon, like, hey, what's next? Um, Dundas Millworks, for example, right? Um, and they own the building that now Shed Brewery mm -hmm. is in uh, across, you know, across the road, and we're seeing um, all kinds of really cool economic things happening um, and maintaining the sort of you know to get back to sort of your move local concept you know maintaining the fact that dundas is full of a artists so very creative people but also you know b people who are really into and in tune with the outdoors nature wanting to preserve it wanting to enjoy it um and so that's a super super cool thing too uh you should get you know some cyclists on if you haven't already mm. i'm not a cyclist but you know dundas big cyclist oh you've had chris hines on i knew i knew that um but no there it's full of cyclists full of sure. cyclists right the and one thing i want to touch on though yeah. is like uh you know i think it's cool because you're right i, I feel like dundas is evolving in a good way but it also really p protects its community mm. from getting taken too far away from that local feel um and that's the cool part is like i don't i don't think they just let anyone come into the community if they don't fit the principles or the values of Dundas. At least that's what it seems like from more of an outside perspective. Mm. Um, but they're open to the evolution of having growth and allowing the community to thrive, which I, I think is a fine balance sometimes because, you know, coming back to seeing like the pendulum swing, mm. sometimes it can swing too far in either direction and you could want to evolve, which I think is good, but you lose some of those roots that people value Dundas for but if it doesn't also progress then you can miss out on some pretty cool opportunities um, that we have to offer with growing like the community growing so mm -hmm. I think Dundas is a really cool job and a good job of maintaining that from what I've seen yeah and I think that the key takeaway is to get involved in you know not not always looking to start our own thing I mean I don't want to hold anybody back if somebody thinks oh like you know Dundas needs this um, but also do do your homework when you're in a community and again I was an outsider coming in and I was you know 30 some something years old and uh, and and I looked around and I went where can I where is it that I could be involved so that I could add to my community 
And you know whether it's the Dundas Historical Society or whether it's the um, DVSA or whether it's the museum or whether it's one of the most established service clubs like Rotary um, or maybe it's the youth center, maybe it's volunteering at the food bank. So there's, there's a lot of different ways that we can get involved that I think we should be thinking about, and I say we, I still include myself because under 50, um, you know, and, and I did a lot of this in my 30s and 40s when I was, you know, most of my peers were just focusing on growing businesses or, you know, running their households and taking care of their kids and all those things. Um, I think it's important when we are younger to jump into some of those opportunities so that we can help use the skills and talents that we have, use some of the energy that we have, physical vitality, uh, encourage some of the others that might not be as, as physically capable or as have the vitality that maybe that we have. Maybe it brings an energy to some of those folks as well and can help you know, revitalize and, uh, and refresh and so on. And so to get involved in already established areas um, to both learn and honor the history and then add, add value going forward, super important. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love that. Um, okay, some rapid fire questions for you. Go for it. Squat, deadlift, or bench press, which one would you do? What's your favorite? I'm gonna say squat, yeah. What about you? Deadlift. Yeah, me too. I'm a deadlift fan. <laughs> um, favorite, I feel like this This is an unfair question. I say this every single time that I'm okay. going to change it, but I always started off by saying favorite. But one of like the recent restaurants that you had that you really enjoyed. In Dundas? Are we talking Dundas? Dundas, Hamilton. Uh, so I was just talking about Victoria's. So that's that's on Locke and, um, Locke and King. Uh, and, and, and I wasn't there recently. I was there like in the fall. That was, that was late fall. Uh, yeah, so Victoria's on the higher end, right? Steak, seafood. But if you're a vegetarian, you do okay there too. Just note to self. Um, and, uh, and Dundas, you know, I just, I think that little hidden gem of Namu, mm. you know? Yeah, that's yeah. Favorites, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's something about that, that place. I don't know. It's, it's, it's yeah. What about you, Nara? I don't eat much, so... No, not, okay. Uh, so pass on that question? Yeah, pass, pass. <laughs> We should try yeah. Namu. It's very delicious. Yeah. We'll do. I've heard about... Someone told me about Victoria's the other day. I've never been there, but yeah. I also heard it's really good. Yeah. Um, I know you're into coffee. Favorite coffee shop or one of your favorite coffee shops? Ooh, pressure. Hey, I'm going to do a shout out to um, uh, Denise and Gary who run Sippy Cup roastery you may not have heard of I sippy haven't. cup no um is it sippy cup it is sippy cup um yeah so based right now just roasting you know very small micro batches and i know that they are in some cafes um denise former crossfit uh opus owner and i say former because uh based on covid she mm. she closed down early june of 2020 june july 2020 uh so yeah if um i know you can search them out on instagram slash facebook uh and yeah some good good coffee yeah i'll look into i've never heard of them okay so i'm always about super coffee. micro super micro it's niche it's and, very niche and even better i know um last question we like to ask everyone is what does move local mean to you so i you know i i i would hope that the takeaway is one of the last points that i that i mentioned which was you know get get involved you know and it means it means getting involved wherever and whenever you know you can and because, you know, taking it back to 
you know, what is Dundas and what's, you know, what's the history of Dundas and who are Dundasians in general and, you know, we're, we're doers, right? We're, we're not content to just be like, oh, like, yeah, I just live in Dundas and this is my community, but we're, you know, we, we're passionate about our community, we're passionate about taking care and being good stewards of our community in every sense, you know, history, conservation, you know, um, the, the, the longevity of our businesses, supporting one another, um, and so there's, it, it means, move local then means being actively pursuing, you know, I think the, the, the good, everything that Dundas is in terms of the good and, and helping bring more and more prosperity and, and longevity to our community. Yeah. There you go. No, love it. Um, Francis, why don't you leave where people can find you on Instagram or find Iron Valley? Iron Valley Strength and Barbell. You can Google that. We should come up. Um, that's it's Iron Valley Strength on Instagram. Um, Iron Sisterhood for uh, Instagram. More of like what I'm up to personally and so on. And uh, yeah, do the old do the old Google search. See what comes up. And then come visit us here, at 10:30 Lower Lines Club Road. It's the Ancaster Sports Center. Are with, we're within that facility, which is a fantastic place. Not, I want you to leave your Instagram because I want people to go see yeah. all the weight that you're lifting. Because I tune in every every day waiting for Nada to post a video <laughs> because it, I'm always so impressed. So leave, leave where they can find you. So it's uh, cf.nada, N-A-D-A-H. Awesome. Francis, thanks so much for taking the time out of your Thank day. You. Um, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, your energy, the things you're doing here. Um, I love it. And, and you know, you're, you're very much in the community. And I would say um, if Move Local had a definition, you're definitely doing that. So thank you so much for your time. Super cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks.